So this week, hey everyone, Clint Butler here with another episode of SEO This Week. How y'all doing? I wanted to open up the live chat here so I can see the stupid thing real quick. Did you know we're showing these live? Trying a new hour out, trying out the 2 p.m. hour to see if this is a little bit better. <laughs> awesome. Alrighty, so without further ado, I'm going to shut off some distractions. Should have done this before, but... I was fighting with my camera. I wanted to make the fancy uh, green screen crap. <laughs> Show you guys that stuff. All right, so share the screen. Boom. Sweet. You can see that. All right. So SEO this week is the episode is going to include one, two, three, four. Or six stories, not seven. That you know, they're actually pretty decent. I, I think for the most part, one, a couple of these are going to be about you know some information things that you may or may not know uh, at this point. And so, without that being said, I'm just going to go ahead and get started. And first is we're going to look at the um, data use use of data. Check out the Maccabees update. It's actually a pretty good one. It was posted early on in the week. I actually had this uh, on the. Uh, in the roll-up already on Monday, right after it was launched. What it does is looks at some of the things that this particular person found for uh, what the update did. And if you follow SEO news, SEO updates, uh, or the SEO quote-unquote blogs, and, and you'll get different versions, even for me, even from Josh, like from White Hat versus Black Hat, for instance, or uh, my buddy Ted Kibitis and Kyle's uh, podcast called Bullshit Marketing, uh, you're going to learn different aspects of testing, and you're going to learn different opinions, and and it's really talking about a lot of the same stuff. So this McCabe's update uh, in a lot of sectors is oh scholarship links, and they're going after scholarship links. And you can see how following this testing process that the author did here, which is really why I shared it, because uh, while the information is good, is the actual testing process I thought was better, uh, that it could be uh, specifically for links, uh, but his testing actually shows you how to narrow that down and figure it out what it is for you. So if you follow us any, any bit on White Hat versus Black Hat, then me, for instance, uh, on this show and any, the other shows that I, that I appear on, we always talk about testing and the importance of it because different things affect different keywords in different markets uh, in different ways. So what might be the case for uh, SEO or those scholarship links that a lot of people were talking about after the update, um, you know, that may be true for that keyword and that key, that niche that those people are going in uh, versus in other niches where I didn't see that at all. I thought it was all on page that really was affected. If your on page sucked and your content sucked, then the rest of it didn't really matter. Um, and we kind of justify that after we updated content. But we wouldn't know the differences in there if we didn't look at testing and so how to walk through it. So this is a really good post to kind of show you how to get through that process on your own stuff um, and, and see how it affected you uh, in your niche. I think you're, you're going to enjoy this one. It isn't a Moz, forgive me, but uh, you know, you show off Moz sometimes. <laughs> 
Uh, Stone Temple, this one is actually pretty good. Stone Temple Consulting is why great content is unique content. I think we all hear that every day. Um, you know, you go to Josh's uh, shows and you'll hear about him talking about any new and uh, unique content. Any other white hat gurus can tell you any new and unique content. And then bloggers or uh, black hat guys are going to tell you to spin it so that it's unique, um, especially when you're doing mass posts. This is a different take on exactly what is unique because my theory has been for a few years now is that in SEO, there really isn't a whole lot of original thought, uh, ideas, or concepts. I'll do video, uh, article marketing. Article marketing just turned into guest posting, which turned into outreach. Um, we all do link building. We all do broken link building. We all create uh, you know, those silos and we all do backlinking. We all do on page to one extent or another. Um, we're not all good at all of those things. Uh, and it, so, but for the most part is all, we're all doing the basics, right? What this is, uh, this is arguing is that you can take the same piece of content that someone shared and made very popular and then make it unique to you. Now it is unique content. So, for example, go to like BuzzSumo in your niche. Let's say you're doing um, radio control cars or drones. Do you post? And there's like a best uh, 10 drones from 2018, for example. Well, you go and make it unique by reformatting the post and making the, the presentation different. Uh, re or changing around the actual drones that are in there, presenting it in a unique way, and now it is unique content. Uh, and that's where this is going. I, the, frankly, uh, the the cheesy videos are kind of funny to watch, um, but the middle part is talking about the uniqueness and how to what is the definition of unique today. Uh, really hit home with me. I think you're going to enjoy this. And the video is really short. It's like four minutes long. So you're not going to be tied down watching some 30-minute blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see. Seven useful facts about PageRank. We all know that Google does not update publicly PageRank. It doesn't mean that they're not using it. That said, to give people a a metric to, to aim for seven facts about PageRank. Frankly, this is dumb, and I can't believe it's on Search Engine Journal. And I want to point it out to you for a couple of reasons. First, um, let's see here. It was scrolled down, and I found it when I was scanning through one any article that still cites Matt Cuts can just get bent. Uh, from my from my point of view, the dude's gone already. Just get over it. Uh, let's see. He says. Uh, links never pass full amount of page rank, something we already knew. Duh. Link um, equity links from an authority site. Uh, this is interesting because he's saying that domain authority should die, and there's no such thing as an authority site. Ah, so called authority site, and domain authority doesn't exist. We kind of know the domain authority, the theory behind domain authority um, does not exist. Uh, so we know that, but an authority concept of an authority site does not exist. We know that's full bull crap. It's authority or the, the theory of an authority is, or the idea of the authority is to you know, create a site about a specific topic and just establish the trust. The authority is really, in our use, is the trust of the site that Google has for it uh, and the relevance towards that topic. So if you're a Let's stick with the um, the drones thing. If you if you do a a website about nothing about drones, 
the new drones that are coming out, how to run drones, how to uh, operate drones, drone racing, um, drone cam uh, camera uses with drones, filming, uh, doing film with the drones, all that stuff. Ultimately, you're going to be seen as a quote-unquote authority site. And this guy is saying that they just don't exist. Frankly, what I think uh, he's doing is let's let's discount one value, authority, and let's say that PageRank is the important thing. Well, in the in the Google scape, I think uh, PageRank and authority are the same damn thing. Uh, so to discount one in order to support an argument for the fact of another uh, is stupid. And also to just be posting about PageRank now anyway. They haven't updated the metric publicly since 2013. Uh, there's no evidence that they're still using it, but they probably are. Um, still, it just, uh, you know, I don't, I don't get the point of this article, and I think it's really just bad information. So I wanted to bring that out since they cut off commenting. And you have to go to their Facebook page, and if they their moderators let you comment about the post, then they will. So you can tell everyone how great it is, but if you tell them that they suck, then they'll just delete your post, your uh, comments. So I got a voice. This one's SEO long tail keyword problem. I don't know if it's really a problem, but basically um, he's looking at how um, broad terms have become less important in search. Uh, and long tail have become more. And he's using 2009 data to kind of make his argument, 2007 to 2009. Uh, and But if anyone has been involved in SEO for any period of time, you really know that long tail is what does it for you. It's great to rank for weight loss. It's great to rank for dog training. But if you rank for a bunch of terms like dog training in or dog training was or how to do with dog training, uh, those kind of long tail terms, those all add up and you get the same amount of traffic volume with significantly less competition than trying to go for the broad thing. So I don't know that it's really changed any. What I did like is he Gave a couple tools in here that I thought were pretty interesting, and particularly you know, how, how he's breaking this stuff down with his keyword research. Uh, and I think that's where you're going to get the value of this. Just look at how he did his keyword research. It's a way. It's not the only way, but it is a way. And it's pretty decent, I think. Um, and in here, he also gave away a spreadsheet, which is down here on a couple of tools. Uh, to how you get across that, um, but the spreadsheet's down here, right here, uh, for Excel Keyword Mod Explorer. I don't really think you really need it. Keyword Mod Explorer kind of sucks. I would use um, SEO Cockpit for your keyword research, or um, and then there's a couple other tools that are just better than Mod Explorer, uh, in my opinion. But if you use it and you like Mod Explorer, then go for it. Otherwise, you know, just check out what the concept of what he's applying and go ahead and do that. Uh, and then now let's get away a little bit from SEO and just kind of talk about some business stuff. First is Supreme Court's going to hear about state internet sales tax. Basically what's going on here is uh, a few years ago in 1992, exactly, um, there was a Supreme Court ruling that said that states can't charge um, people like you and me if we had a, a commerce site e-commerce site and in that case it was mail mail order but basically you can't order from one state and be charged the sales tax for where you purchased it uh amazon for instance is a big uh, example i can't order something from amazon and the state is not charging me taxes 
Well, this case is actually really important because if they overtool overrule it, then these states will be allowed to add sales tax to your e-commerce stores. This could be a pain in the ass uh, for not only for big sites like Amazon, but even uh, e-com sites like, uh, you know, you or me would start. If we're selling a physical product, uh, for sure, I bet you uh, there's going to be some state tax uh, withdrawals uh, required to do that. Now, your carts are going to have to update. You have to figure out how to pay all 50 states if you get customers in all 50 states. Their allotment of sales tax through your shopping carts, your payment processors, all that's going to get figured out. Uh, the varying tax rates for each state will have to get figured out. Um, prices are going to go through the freaking roof because the overhead just doesn't do that. I can imagine it's going to be a pain in the ass. Uh, so I think this is going to affect a lot of people. Honestly, I hope they don't overturn it. I think the states get enough money from us in one way. The federal government is getting us money from us another way. And we are, what, the highest tax nation in the country, in the world or some craziness like that? But either way, um, as a business owner, I think it's really bad for us. Uh, especially if I'm paying sales tax um, or my customers have to pay sales tax. It's going to raise their prices. Uh, which will in turn uh, raise my prices because I have to go ahead and counteract any fees that I have to pay my payment processors to pay the sales tax, uh, plus the paperwork to send that to all the 50 people, 50 states saying, hey, this is what we collected, uh, plus the accounting fees and all that other stuff. It's all going to add up and prices on e-com are going to go up um, a lot, I think. If you're a retailer, that might actually be a good thing if you're like an in-store thing because if people are spending now less money uh, on e-com because they were saving on sales tax, they didn't have to pay that, and now they're paying essentially the same prices they get in a retail store, it might be good for them or, or you if you have a retail thing. Another thing is Alibaba has got a new source tool. I don't know if you heard about it, but if you're looking to create products and you want to sell those on the e-com store and you just haven't figured out a way to, to get it uh, and, or provide, find the products for it, and you're just having issues with that, they created a Chrome extension called SourceNow. I haven't played with it too much. I want to play, get into it uh, and look at it. I think it's pretty cool. If you are looking at list building, do what those guys over did at Survival Life. They went to Alibaba and found like this 50 cent stupid flashlight, or I think it was a pen or a flashlight, and then they sold it for free. They gave it away for free, and all you had to pay to do is shipping and handling. So if they bought it for um, 50 cents, you paid $16 for shipping and handling. Uh, they paid what, three, five dollars to get the sorcerer, the outsourcer in China to ship it. Uh, and they pocketed 13 bucks for every one of those. Um, uh, so this might be your opportunity if you want to try something like that out for your niche. Uh, get on Source now and find something cool to uh, pimp out for free and pay to change for shipping and handling. It actually really works. And then finally, I'm going to close out this one with GoDaddy. Just bought a social media management tool called Main Street Hub. Never used it, never even heard of it. I'm sharing this because I think it's a horrible idea that GoDaddy is involved in this. One, 
they were okay with the mains. They're probably one of the more expensive ones now. I actually use Namecheap almost exclusively when I buy new domains now because GoDaddy is just getting retarded. And then two, they're hosting ID page beat optimization services, and they're hosting from their shared to their managed WordPress to their dedicated boxes is complete shit. Uh, and they're the customer service on top of that from a service provider and be, you know, working uh, as, a, as on behalf of clients with GoDaddy is complete shit. And now they're offering social media management. Next thing you know, they're going to offer search engine optimization, which as we all know is going to be complete shit as well. I think this is bad uh, for the industry. I think it's bad if you're a social media person and you're into that. And I think it's bad if you're a small business and you think that GoDaddy is going to have your best interest at heart. Uh, when they're doing your social media accounts, they don't care. They're going to sign 10, 15, 20,000 businesses to this thing, post some generic crap that's going to get zero engagement, zero likes, shares, and going to promote your business zero effectively at all. Um, and then the industry is going to get hurt more because now we have this big brand that's selling you know, these big services. Uh, and, and really, they're just crap. It's just like Yellow Pages offering. Um, video marketing and SEO to, to their their people. $5,500 to do a video to get it promoted for you. Um, and then the paid upgrades and then the SEO, which is all they're really doing is submitting to uh, the search engines. It's just, you know, that's just crap. And it hurts us uh, as an industry in general, bringing it all together. All right, so that's it for the stories. Stories are good. Now this is live time so if you have any questions and now's the time to answer them because they're really only going to stand here and stare at you for only so long <laughs> um so if you have any questions about you know what we're talking about in the stories or just seo questions and go ahead and shoot those my way i'm going to turn off I lose every time. I lose that stupid green screen. I turn it off. If you got any questions about SEO, SEO tips, you know, we talked about last time we talked about um, during this time, we talked about making silos uh, for local. I was hoping that some of the people that uh, had done that, see if they implemented it, that and seen the results for that. It's pretty cool. We tested it again. Um, I did it for a large city in Southern California that starts with uh, San and ends with Diego. Um, and we moved the page from 47 to 27 just using the silo structure uh, and some social bookmarks pointed at the sub pages that we created. So 47 to 27 uh, was not bad at all. You consider now only we only have three uh, links. And I didn't optimize the on page on it completely. Um, yet, as of yet. So I think that we're going to see, I'm going to see even more bumps when I do that. So that's going to be really cool. And what else do we do? SEO Autopilot. I don't know if you guys know that tool. Uh, it's a software that makes uh, Web 2s and a bunch of other stuff. And they're making some significant changes. I'm testing it out to see uh, what we can do with it. I don't like pointing those kind of things at uh, money sites. Oh, in particular, client sites like my own money sites, and I'll go ahead and knock it out and see what happens. But those are something that you can point at your backlinks. So you get some high uh, authority DA60 is my rule. 60 DA60 
DR40 if you're using HRF, trust factor of uh, 20 or higher, then you can go ahead and just kind of boost those up a little bit with a tool like SEO Autopilot. Get away with it. Um, so look at that. They're getting ready to update a new user interface, as I understand. So that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, what else? From backlinks perspective, buying a lot of PBN links now. Those are still working, uh, which would be interesting. Oh, Phineas, he's testing the silos. Good, good. I We noticed the uh, the silos kicked in um, right around the 21-day mark. Um, so, you, you know, the on-page changes. If you do the on-page stuff using Cora, you know, you're going to see that almost instantly. Uh, and then the uh, the back, the silo trick, uh, roughly about 21 days. And if you send social bookmarks, it actually kicks it in a little bit faster. The uh, Houston test that we did, uh, that one, we only took a week from the time we dropped the social bookmarks to the time we moved the page from 4 to 54, or 54 to number 4, position 4. So uh, that would be pretty good. Uh, not listing your business address. Yep, I remember that question. What uh, we did with that is... Um, I talked to you already about the service area of business. So you use a KML. If you don't know how to use that, look up Google Earth Pro. It's free now. Download that software and inside of there, make a polygon of your. Um, I don't have an, have one handy. I can't show it to you right now. Uh, but make a polygon of your service area with uh, with the KML. Uh, and what that'll do is, you know, put that in the service area and then upload that to Google Maps, like your your actual where you can edit, the customize it. So you're going to upload that and then add your service area map on top of it. So now you're going to have, uh, let me get rid of this, break out the board. I didn't buy a white one yet, so you have to forgive me. So your polygon is going to be literally straight and then you are going to have your service area that will kind of run through the polygon and then you can find like a point of interest here and a point of interest here here and here and just do driving directions through those and put that map on your page instead um, what will happen is that will trigger the it'll show here's your area specifically It'll trigger the pull of your service area map and then your relevance uh, with these two combined. And that should do the trick for you. I think it'll get you the same benefit. Cool thing about service area maps, a lot of people don't know this, is once you get them optimized for the keyword, they actually take over in Google Maps. So um, everyone's finding for permission one, two, and three, but the service areas are showing up top of those uh, address ones. Well, which was odd, but they don't show up in the local packs as well. There's a lot, it takes a little bit more work to get them into the local three-pack, uh, but they are in the map. So the phones will start ringing, not as much as if they're in the three-pack, but they'll still start ringing uh, nonetheless because you get them up there in the, um, in the maps. All right, if there's no more questions, then I'm going to call this one quits. Um... I'm going to keep playing with the date and times. kind of want to get you guys here live to engage. Um, I like being able to engage. I like doing the side audit stuff, I like answering questions more than talking to myself. So um, maybe we can uh, find a better time to work it out. But I'm going to keep it here at 2 p.m. for a while and see how that works. Uh, four was a bust. 
two might work out well, but you know, again, it's Friday and everyone wants to go home. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it works out. With that, thank you very much for watching SEO this week. This has been episode 60. If you have any questions, follow-ups to the videos, you can comment on my blog, or you can comment on the video itself. If you're hearing the podcast audio version, just come to digitalear.com, click on SEO this week, you'll see episode 60, and we'll get your questions answered. With that, have a great weekend. See you next week.